All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. One hour straight hockey talk with Dan, Rick, Tyler, and Bag Milk starts now. And Zach. What is that intro? It sounded different to me. That's because we weren't talking over it. Oh. That's you guys all forgot to crack your beers. I guess it just... just oh, waited. one sec. I cracked my beer during the intro. I was you right after. It. You can go back and hit go. the rewind button. It's Friday afternoon. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Oilers Nation Radio, episode 168. Bag milk here. We got a full house today. Dan, Rick, Tyler, all here. Zach Lang sitting in on this one as well, because mm. we are getting back to Nation HQ. It's nice to have people back in the mix a little bit more. Zach, Zach just walked into the office and was like, this is my desk. I'm going to put all my stuff from home here. Like, he just claimed it. Yeah, I claimed it. I got a, a, a Chris Pronger figurine, a Ryan Smith figurine, and an Oilers flag that's going to come with me. Too. Squatters rights. Damn yeah. rights, baby. Well, as soon as that table got set up in the corner, I'm like, that's mine, and don't even bother. Things anybody. change yeah. every time, every day, though. Yes. Well, that's true, but uh, you know, I wanted to sit by the big man, so. Well, and I also have been uh, pushing for my own office up here as well. I Big think I might just guy. go steal one from Oodle Noodle's side, but we'll see what happens. Are there extra ones over there? There's extra ones over there. Oof. So I might just take one. And like Rick said, squatters rights. But what are they going to do? But then once in a while, you'll have to pretend that you work for Oodle Noodle. So you'll be but like, I do talking. work for Oodle Noodle. Fair enough. Fair enough. But people will walk by. You'll be talking about like hockey. Then you'll have to be like, and uh, the latest butter chicken, said, yeah, and butter chicken is. Uh, and then when they walk away, you can go back to talking hockey. But you got to be careful, though. Is it going to be like at a party where, you know, you gotta, you're on like, like the good couch and you really got to pee. But, you know, mm. as soon as you get up, someone's stealing your spot. Fair. Yeah. So that's why I'll just take the cushion with me. I think that's going to be the approach. So oh, this no, you specific can lock it up. Case. You can lock it up like uh, yeah. George in his bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like that. that. 
or I'll just light all my stuff on fire and you can't have it. If I can't have it, then no one can. <laughs> Take my ball and going home. All right. Let's get to work here. Tyler, as we do every week, we start off the podcast with our oodle noodle delicious debate. What do you got for us? Uh, Leon Dreisaitl, he's a hot guy. Yes, he he's is. He's on pace for 84 goals. But like he said, Leon said it, I'm not going to score 82 goals this year. He didn't say that. He said, do you expect oh, me yeah. to? Yeah, so sorry. he never once said he won't do Fair. it. Fair. I don't think he will. Uh, only two players since the NHL lockout have gotten over 60 goals in a season. Stamkos got 60 once. Ovi got 65 once. The delicious debate is how many goals will Leon Dreisaitl score this season? All right, so let's look at it right now. He's got 20 and 19 games. If you remember back to our season predictions episode, we were betting on whether or not he's going to clear 43. <laughs> well, that seems like an easy one at this point. But... How many does he actually hit? Again, 20 in 19 games, a heater of all heaters. To me, 50, easy, clear. But I'm going to say, I'm going to be try to be realistic here. I'm going to say 56. That's going to be my first guess. Leon Dreisaitl finishes the year with 56 goals. Are we writing these down? Yeah, let's write these down. I'll, I'll take care of that. Just write them on the wall. Nation Dan, you are to my left. How many goals does Leon Dreisaitl finish the year for? Or with? I, I'm going to say... Just because of this season and the way that he, like, you know, you kind of expect a guy to up and down, but he's still at 21 goals through 20 games. So I'm going to say 63. Dan says 63. I'm 56. Dan's 63. Tyler, you're up next. I was waiting for you to say, like, 90 <laughs> just to, like, make me mad. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> I, can't uh, I can't go too high because my I think my preseason prediction for dry side was, like, 100 and... 150 115 something like that, that. Yeah. yeah so so i was high but i wasn't that high mm. um yeah i think my preseason prediction was like 45 which is obviously going to be way off base here but i'm going to get close to dan i'm going to say he gets uh 61 this season so we've got 56 bag milk 63 dan 61 tyler next up zachary lang i'm splitting the middle between you guys i'm going to take 62 Ooh. oh we got a little, little prices right yeah, here pre- uh, prices right absolutely wrap it up rick don't you dare rick og yakupov no. Yes, Let's sir. Go. Oh, I was literally riced it. I was literally sitting here with sixty-two on the tongue, and you all took it. So I'm going to OG Yakupov. Well, I had sixty-three, so then I had to pivot. That's why I took sixty-two because I was like, you know what? Screw you guys. Here, I'm going to split the difference. Here's part two of this debate. Okay. At what point do you start to believe fifty and fifty is a possibility? Well, that's what I was going to say. Is like, what game do we say fifty goals is? That's the question. Well, because I was thinking about that too, because every year generally is Austin Matthews that goes off to a hot start and he's yeah. got like, you know, six goals through 10 or something. And they say, oh, well, maybe he can get close to it. Well, now we're talking about a guy who's got 20 and 19. So do you have to wait till 30 games? I don't I, know. I'd say, I'd say 40 is when I'd start. Uh, 35 is when I'd start to go, okay, we got to be on 50 and 50 watch. Right now I'm not there yet, but if he's at 35 goals at 35 games, that's when I'd be like, okay, he might do it. Which quite frankly, if he's at 35 goals in 35 games, I'm going to be howling laughing because that is absurd. I don't Nobody expect, does that. I don't expect him to drop down below like a three goal behind kind of pace. Do you know what I mean? Like if you say he's at a goal a game pace right now or just a little mm-hmm. bit more, I don't expect him to drop much more than that. The whole time. I'm I'm thinking that, that we're looking at 50 and 50 right now. So then you think he's just going to cool off once he gets 50 and 50? I, yeah. I don't think that, I think that it's going to come in spurts, though. Another like, 32 games afterwards, and you have put yeah. up 13 goals. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I honestly, I think that the push is there. It's not, you haven't seen the cool down yet, so He's shooting 29%, which is, like, high, but when he had his 50-goal season, he shot 22 over the course of 82 games. Like, yep. it's not like he's going to drop off 
significantly when he does, which is why I think he eventually gets to that 60 goal mark this season. But yeah, I mean, I, I could very easily see him getting 50 and 60 games. And that's like, crazy. That, the th- the that's thing crazy. That's 50 and 60 is nuts. Well, the, especially the thing, in 2021. The thing with like pure goal scorers, like a, like a Ovechkin type is a guy like dry shoots from the same spot all the time. And, and he's just daring goalies to beat him. And then what you saw what happened against uh, the Coyotes when he's just waiting for the goalie to square up on him and then he just dishes to someone else and they put it in the net, no yeah. problem. Dude, it's like the Rangers, man. The goalie had all day to square up to him and he put a five hole on yeah. him. Yeah, I mean, he also, he could help his own case by not passing when the goalie's out, right? Like, he, he could have another one if he didn't pass to pull Yarvi. He could have... Well, so he's got no hat tricks this year, which is yeah. funny considering how many multi-goal games he's had, even against the Coyotes the other night. You know Connor wanted to find him. Yeah, he was pissed. Connor was, pissed. Connor was angry was they really couldn't get angry. the puck to him. He's just like, why didn't I find him? And then I think like Leon like gave up at the blue yeah. line. It's like, whatever. Just, just score the damn goal. I don't give a yeah. shit. Just score the goal. Yeah, you're right. And he Connor, could have like, two more. Yeah, Connor like shrugged his, his like, shoulders shrunk as he put the puck in the net. And that's why you have to say that it's it's possible because he's got Connor McDavid looking for him on every opportunity. Especially if they, if they start getting yes. there at 35 to 40. Yep. I guarantee you Connor goes out there every game trying to get him at least one fucking It's just goal. like last year when Connor was shooting for 100 points in the 56-game season. You know when he was getting 97, 98, 99, every puck was going to him. And I imagine it'll be the same thing with Leon. And the Fuck. thing is, too, is that, like, even if Drysettle cools off for, like, four or five games and goes goalless, like, he can score two or three goals in a night, like, at will. Yeah. So the ability for him to crazy. up That's for that crazy to think him insane. going four games without a goal right now. Well, and also you have to think it, that at some point, Drysettle's personality is also going to come into it, right? Because he starts to look for passes and he starts to look for teammates because he's not, uh, I don't know, at least he doesn't appear they to be like win a first. cerebral assassin. They want to win yeah. first. He won't himself. worry about hooking everybody else up until they're but up by two or three. The only thing, since Rick brought that up, the thing that I do think stands in the way of Leon getting to these lofty marks is the things that he keeps saying after games. I don't care about the individual stats. We want to win. I'm not here for that. Connor's not here for that. Blah, blah, blah. And while I'm sure it's probably nice if he gets some of those marks, I don't, I honestly don't think that's the biggest thing on his mind right now. They don't care. It's hilarious. Like I listen to every post game press conference, right? And I put it all out on Twitter and they, they get asked about shit like this all the time. At least on a weekly basis, somebody asks them after a game, like, Hey, what's it like to like, do this or do this stupid stat. And they're just like, both of them are just like, they couldn't give a shit. They, they, they care. Really, well, they I, care. I, I These things they are do, so, right? so, they will never, ever tell no. anybody in front of a camera. But even when dry settle scores, he acts like he doesn't give a shit right no, now. It doesn't at all. Like he had the, the celebration on like, I don't know if it, which goal it was against Arizona where he just literally like, just like stood there after like, like just shrugs his shoulders. Just like, yeah, whatever. Like another day <laughs> in the like, office. This, just, this like, is what I do imagine, now. Could you imagine being that confident in like a skill set that you have that you just shrug it Imagine like what that, those like, guys' nothing. conversation is though. When they get away from everybody and they're in some weird little fortress or nobody can hear anything McDavid's and they house. just start sitting there talking. Yeah, they're sitting, in, they're sitting in his damn uh, elevator so nobody can hear him and they're just like... We're pretty fucking good, aren't I we? Would love to, oh, I would love to be fly on the wall. Like McDavid well, dries out having a nation beer in McDavid's hot tub and just being like, do they have moments where they're like, we're so fucking good, man. <laughs> Come on. Of course they, they, they do. Sure. Sure. Of course we, they do. It's on our social media today. Wayne Gretzky was talking about having lunch or dinner with uh, with the big three, Nurse, Dreisaitl, and, and Connor, and said that it just sounds like the four of him, Coffee, uh, Curry, Curry, low, low and, and Messier, low, low, low and Messier. or low, yeah, low, low and Messier, Messier yeah. are all just shooting the shit about how amazing it is and how easy it is. Like it's, I don't know, we are, we keep getting these, we keep getting these moments where it's like, hey, everybody, pay attention. 
this is the dynasty. Like this is the skill and this is the level that we're seeing and we can expect for a couple more years. Just these, as Dan brought are the good old days. They really are. You guys, Zach wrote about it. Dan's been tweeting about it. They are just, and I mean, Tyler's been saying this for years now. Appreciate what you're looking at. Yeah. Because these two are freaks. Right. Like, just think of being a fan of any other team in the league and, like, so not getting to watch this every night. Like, come on. Or being upset when you do watch it. Like, yeah. Oh, I hate that. Oh, well, hate it's me. funny thing where you look at, like, the Flames right now. The Flames are on, I mean, OTLs, like, whatever, whatever. But they're, first, seven, in the, they're first in the shadows. Pacific Division right now. But they're still so much in their own heads about the Oilers because they know there's a good chance when they play them next, Connor and Leon are going to make them look foolish. And that's going to be that way every single time. So since Dan brought it up, Wayne Gretzky, here's the quote. We do have it up on socials. And he said, I went for lunch with Dreisaitl, McDavid, and Nurse. It reminded me so much of me, Low, Messi, and Coffee having lunch together. I remember I left lunch and I said to my wife, you know what? This team is so much closer to winning than people understand because these guys are so close. And that's fun, man. When you get to do something with your boys, you get to do something with your buddies and make a difference on the team on the ice how can you not get excited about it i have a hypothetical for the group go ahead which table would you rather be a fly on the wall of low messier and the boys or leon connor and the boys well what i would say is back in the day they probably had more interesting lunches (laughs) (laughs) the pre-social media area lunches and before the fitness coach lunches 80s lunches 80s lunches yeah i imagine there was a three four cocktail lunch so that one would probably be more interesting just in my personal lifestyle (laughs) but of course i'm an oilers fan now so uh Tyler asked the question on social media, getting back to our delicious debate here. So let's see. We got a couple of answers coming in. Um, the Mad Hatter, he thinks 53 goals. Shroom Sauce saying 70. Why not? Oof. RC says, the funny thing is Leon doesn't even care. We just want a playoff run, which I tend to agree with. Mm-hmm. Harold also adds, as many as it needs to ensure the Oilers go deep into the playoffs. Very unselfishly not worried about himself, only the success of the team. So... A lot of people around here are picking up on the things he's saying in the post game as well. Uh, Grant Johnson from Cruz, he's just going one dollar. He's going one dollar. We're seeing the prices right rules that are going on. He's going with a low bid of one dollar. And then again, Chad that makes another. Good. Chad makes a comment here. He goes, "After the way you guys lowballed Connor McDavid last year, I don't trust any of you." And he's one hundred percent right. Good point. Hey. Don't know how we did. Oh, that's that. Greg. Shout out to Greg. I miss you, Greg. Where have you been? What the hell? I was Greg? talking about Dan, you. Dan's got to get the five Dan's, points away. Yeah, Dan's got to get the uh, yeah. tire pump on that one. Yeah, thank you. Even thank though you, I Rick. still think you picked that number just to be fucking funny or something. Well, I always pick stuff to drive conversation, <laughs> but I try no to way keep the you do that, going. and obviously he does it. Go Koskin and told me I could. If you got a take on how many goals Drysaddle is going to finish the year with, please hit us up, Owen Radio Podcast, on Twitter and Instagram. We want to know. We want to hear from you. And I'll keep checking in as we record this podcast. It's Friday at 2.40. Great name of the podcast, by the way, Bag Milk. I just saw it on your screen. Yeah, Leon Drysaddle is a warlord. That's already what I'm calling him. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Okay. Do you want to go up against him? No, you don't. You hmm. just don't. Leon Drysaddle is the best German hockey player ever. 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 Like, ever. The, like, isn't that crazy? He's, he's like 24. A, he's no offense to you, he croup. <laughs> but just I'm sure I'm sure Marcel Gotch is a nice guy. But you don't yeah. get hash. was asked after a game a couple of nights ago uh, about like the fifty and fifty thing, right? And uh, one Edmonton media member who will re- re- uh, remain nameless asked him, you know, like, hey, what was it like growing up in Germany? You know, did you ever hear about the fifty and fifty, like that sort of a thing, right? And like Drysaddle just deadpan was like, 
I did not watch the NHL growing up. <laughs> like, I just, like, it just like, there was zero exposure to it. And you could just tell Drysaddle's like, like, what the hell kind of a question was that? Like, I love Leon Drysaddle's interviews. Of all the people on this team, he's the only one that's ever going to say anything interesting. If you ask Nuge that same question about Leon, he'll give you one of the many cliches that he's got in his pocket that he's had since he's played here for a decade. Yeah, those if you ask Connor the same question, he's going to pull out one of those things that he always says. Media training. And you ask Leon, he's just as likely to be like, shit. what the fuck are you talking about? Leon and Jesse. He gives them that look. Yes, oh, yes is too nice. <laughs> yeah. Leon gives them that, that look. And then, like a you're an idiot type of answer. Um, They're fantastic. You ask any other player on the team, you get, uh, yeah, I know. Obviously, uh, what Connor and what uh, Leon do is really special, and uh, we're really lucky to have those two guys on our team. But you know, the emphasis on us is uh, it's on winning hockey games, and we got to be good around them. And then you know, they're not always going to be able to do that. So we need to be better as a group if we want to keep getting wins. Keep giving one hundred ten percent. Get pucks <laughs> in deep. You know, <laughs> close make, your eyes, and you don't know which order that was. Mark make smart plays them. with the puck. You know, just support down low. The whole thing. Anyway, again, hit us up, ON Radio Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. I want to know your guesses for Leon Drysaddle. Okay? Good. Yeah. Good. It's in the 60s. We're going to see, right? Like, we're going to absolutely see. It's, it's fantastic <laughs> to think because I wouldn't have guessed 20 and 19. Even the start is ridiculous. Yeah. It's absurd. I, I really hope he just scores 69 goals on the year. Nice. Do you remember just be incredible. that power play when McDavid was at 99 points last year against Vancouver? And he just circled the zone trying to find dry sidle because he was like, this is the best chance to get 100 right here. What will a power play look like with dry sidle at like 59 goals? Or if, or 49 if there's 49. Goals, 49 goals in 49 games. Yeah, like what's that 50th game like if dry sidle's out there looking for 50 and 50? Like is Connor McDavid it's, passing to anyone else on this? Say, no. it's, it's two players and three pylons. Yeah. So here's no. what I also think that could happen though is if that situation happens on the power play, the opposition just loads up Leon's side and then you've got a guy like Nuge on the other side that's got fucking time to make a sandwich <laughs> and available. he's still trying to make the pass yeah and exactly finds, yeah, and so. Leon will still somehow score a goal oh yeah speaking of scoring why don't you score yourself something to eat with our friends at DoorDash ding dong yeah. ding dong Use the, co- the promo code OODLE2021 on your orders of $30 or more. You'll get $7 off. That's how we tie together DoorDash and our friends at Oodle Noodle with Delicious Debate. I want to stick with Leon Dreisaitl a little bit because Tyler Zegris was on Spit and Chicklets this week. And he actually had a really funny story about Leon Dreisaitl. I know Tyler has got the clip. What we don't know yet is whether or not his phone is speaking is to the board. We'll see. This year, and uh, we we started, and I we, I never start anymore. It's usually Getsy's line who usually gets to start, and uh, they circled uh, McDavid's line. So a couple of the boys were because well, they all knew the O'Reilly thing. So they asked me, they were like, "Dude, you got to do it with McDavid." <laughs> and I was like, "Sure, like absolutely, like I'd love to do it with McDavid." And uh, I get out there and dry sidles taking it, <laughs> and I lean into him. And I was like, "Dude, hundred bucks, like first draw." And he looks at me, he goes, "Can you even fucking afford a hundred bucks, you rookie?" <laughs> I was like, "Dude." <laughs> I was like, come on. I was like, I can't. That's why I need to win this draw. <laughs> so the thing I want to touch on with that is Leon Dreisaitl, unquestionably elite in terms of skill, finish, passing, all that. The end of that, though, the end of that is the best part because then he's like, and yeah, he just stepped up and he like snapped it backwards before I can get my stick down. <laughs> like he took it seriously. Yeah. I love that about him. Fuck and this the, kid. The yeah, thing yeah, is, it's just like, 
the trash talking from Leon Dreisaitl is what I want to dig in on because not only do I love that he chirps the bench, I love when he skates by the other bench after a goal and he's fucking looking at him and pointing at him and stuff. <laughs> but do you remember a player in Edmonton where not only are they a trash talker, but they've got the skill to back it up. Like he is writing the check and he's fucking cashing it at the same time. Jason Arnett. Yeah. I mean, Ryan Jones had a couple 18 goal seasons. Hell yeah. (laughs) He had the hell of a flow too. Ryan Jones. It's hilarious. I mean, like you can go back a couple of years though, to that 50 goal season when, like you said, dry would score a goal and skate by the other team's bench on his flyby and always throw them a little something. And then the thing against the Rangers, like that's what makes dry lovable. And I think, I think there's an interesting bond almost between Oilers fans and Dreisaitl because, I mean, you have the whole fucking phenomenal thing, right? And that's one of them. And he's interesting in the media. He tells you what's on his mind. He's just, he's not as robotic as Connor is. And I think outside the Edmonton market, obviously McDavid gets all this love, right? And Dreisaitl is almost the forgotten one in the sense that a lot of people still, even now, still just sit there and go, ah, well, he's doing it because he plays with McDavid. Yeah, I'd love to see him do it without McDavid. And I think that almost that combined with his personality makes him in a weird way, like more loved or loved in a different way than Connor by Oilers fans. Well, I want to touch on then, since you brought it up, I want to touch on a mailbag question from last week. Does Ty- does Leon Dreisaitl get, does Tyler get enough love outside of Edmonton? First of all, no. No, no. Does Leon Dreisaitl get enough love outside of Edmonton? No. I'm going to say no. No, of course not. I mean, the guy's a fucking heart trophy, and you never hear about it. Zach, what do you think? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's kind of a weird thing because I don't know if it's so much as, like, every other, everybody else in the league is just like, oh, yeah, he's really good, and we know he's really good, mm-hmm. or, like, what the case is. Like, it almost seems like willful, willful ignorance on behalf of so many outside of this market to, like, really appreciate exactly what is going on there didn't uh didn't detroit or sorry didn't pittsburgh push uh sid and gino as a like a duo as a sid and gino type of thing a lot more than what you're seeing out here could you imagine a, like a show following connor and leon around not really like outside of something pittsburgh. like that like that would be hilarious yeah. i don't I think i feel like they were always pushed as like a sid and gino it was Ooh, like, we call them guys, the dynamic duo yeah but i don't i, just, I don't feel like that i feel like it was guys, more ovechkin guys, crosby well, no, but they were on the same team. Though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like that the, these guys are on the same team, and you really don't hear uh, Leon's name. Though I'd have to say, I think Leon's projecting better than Gino yes. did. I think. But that, like, that's I think American that the, media, though, for you too, right? Because of course they're going to gravitate to the biggest stars that are south of the border. Well, right? it, like it's it's like it's like it's it's Edmonton. It's like a but the but the dude but the dude is like the, is how they view it down. There, it's almost right? not even an argument anymore. The the dude is the second best player in the league. Oh, well, yeah. but the so world. here's so I mean you look at it from outside of our city, right? Because of course we have a hyper focus, and so we're down to you know the bottom six kind of conversation. Whereas outside of this city, they just kind of scan around the league, and they're going to just look at the top story out of every. Thing. Yeah, but you're going to expect but, ESPN and, and all these guys, and all these guys that are just coming into this to be a lot uh, a, a lot better at that, especially seeing how someone like Spit and Chicklets, who these guys who are, I guess they are wherever you think they are in terms of like relevance and whatnot. All they do is talk about the Oilers. All they do is talk about you know agreed. Leon and Connor. So but I mean, I, even that way, they got to like well, they keep saying Leon. They keep seeing Leon. We better figure out who they get this. this but it is. wasn't what it was. What it wasn't like Tampa Bay was talked about, and it was always. Kucherov and Stamkos and Vasilevsky. But they're not, the, they're not the same level as Connor and Leon. Those two are that's, never the I two think, best but players I think in the that's, world. I think you made your own point there. Connor McDavid is just that much better that everybody wants to talk about him all the time. 
And it's not it's not a slight against Leon Dreisaitl. It's just that he gets the third byline. I'll tell you this right now. Those two are a lot closer in talent and level of whatever than they were, than I assumed they were, say, of this course. time last year. Of course. I think it's interesting, too, because you look at Leon Dreisaitl now. Again, Dan said the title that I'm calling this one. Leon Dreisaitl's a warlord. When he was drafted, I never saw this shit coming. Thank you. Do you remember? Do you remember what everybody said when he signed that contract? Yeah, they still say like, it's too much. Do you remember how much too big of a contract ripped the Oilers for that? contract? That might be the best contract in the league I right now. I was just gonna say the only other contract that I think would even be Nate McKinnon. Close Nate was Nate McKinnon. Yeah, so I guess pass, that, Pasta's down there too. Yeah, yeah but even at that, five, like none of them are scoring. No. Yeah, putting up points the way dry cycle. Like if you were building a team. Right? And you couldn't take McDavid right now, and you're taking contracts into into consideration. Who oh, Leon all Leon day? All, all day. Leon. It's not even a question, right? He's yeah. got the best value contract in the league based on what he puts out for how much he gets paid. He he deserves to be making as much money as Connor does right yes. now. Full stop. And Connor deserves to be making like twenty million dollars a year. Oh, so you guys, are, so you guys stop are all saying, listening. What if their agents are listening? Yeah, Sorry, definitely listening. We're screwed in, that, in five years. But you guys are all saying that. You would take Leon Dreisaitl at I his said, contract over Connor McDavid? Oh, he said, I, no, he said, I said take McDavid out of it. Yeah, take McDavid's it. off the list. Yeah. Got it. Okay, yeah. I just wanted to make sure that was clear. Like, are you taking Leon at 8.5 or fucking Mitch Marner at 11? Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? It's, it's Mitch not Marner's close. very far down that well, list. I think, it's just, I think yeah. it's just Nate McKinnon is the comparable right now. I think Pass is up there. Yeah, Pass is up because Pass is like Pass is well, yeah, seven sure. for like less than five, didn't he? But that's yeah, how, no, I like guess. Six, I guess when I play those exercises, I think of what they have left in their in their contract, right? Like where they're going forward. Yeah, like if you factor that, oh, in, yeah. it's dry settle easily because yeah. Nate Mac needs a new deal now. Yep. And, and what does dry settle have left? He's got like four years. Four, four years, years left. Yeah. <laughs> four Unreal. more years. But and you got to think, though, when year five comes in, is like, but the, I'm a that ball point, of well, baby. So, but the, the cap's going to be uh, way up by then. He's going to have, at, in theory. he's probably going to have two rings on his hand by then. So, oh, it's going to be hard to leave. When I put out the tweet during the game the other night where I said, the fact that we have Connor McDavid means that we can have Leno Dry forever, blah, blah, blah. All the responses, a few of the responses were just, he's gone in four years. And I don't think that's true. That's Neither just the cl- that's just the classic anti Edmonton troll. Yeah, it's, uh, of course. It's cl- it's like but everybody had everybody an Oilers else. logo for their avatar. I but the, I think it. that's funny. That. It, the th- the funny thing to me is everybody always talks about Connor wants out. Connor's going to want out. Nobody ever says that about Leon ever. Yeah, because well, it's just a jealousy thing. Of you course, know? nobody nobody says it because they actually think he's going to leave. Yeah. Between the two, though, I do think Leon would maybe be the one that does go right. I could see that narrative creeping in by year four. If you think that, almost like, more so if they were to win one or two, it would be like it'd be like, like ah, Leon, Leon kind of wants to do his own thing. But it's after, like what happens if they Kobe win? and Shaq? You know what I mean? Can he do it without Shaq? Yeah, but isn't that a situation where Wayne Gretzky comes in and says, "Listen, if I hadn't broken up the band, we would have had." He didn't break up the band. He did, but yeah, no, he I, would well, say yes. He would say he yes stopped. if we didn't. I suggest you guys stick around. What if they win in, in year four? It's a hell of a lot harder to leave after a victory than say if you if you lost. So you heard it here first. Rick would like us to wait. No, no, I didn't say it has to be their first one in year four, but they just win one in year four. I said too. It's It's tougher to walk away when you. I don't. Actually, I regret even bringing this up now because we shouldn't be having this talk. Everybody, I don't know how we even got here. Send your hate mail to Tyler at OilersNation.com if you're upset about this conversation. Because he's trying to avoid the conversation. Yes, avoid the grind, avoid the conversation. I'm Tyler not even at, sure if I'm the one that led us down this path, but I just wanted to end it. No, I was trying to say that. How did we get here? I was trying to say that Leo Drysaddle isn't appreciated enough outside of Edmonton. Yep. How we got here, I don't know. 
because we're saying that he's appreciated by other teams and he's going to be tried to be taken from us. So we're going to change gears. You traded him. What could you get? <laughs> <laughs> there we I go. Mean, we didn't. No, Tyler. Start with two first. <laughs> Tyler at OilersNation.com. I want to look back on the week because... I want to look back on the week because the Oilers got more bad news on their back end. Duncan Keith went down. So in a matter of a week... Week plus, let's say. We know nothing right now, right? Lower guys I mean, you guys have your ears to the ground in it, town here. What do you guys know? Well, they've said it's day-to-day upper body. Yeah. Keith, what I know Mike's is that I saw... His own research on the injury. Mike Smith was uh, day-to-day too. <laughs> what I saw was the clip Zach put out <laughs> of Duncan Keith getting hurt, and that is an old man injury if I've ever fucking seen one. That's, that is him whipping a puck across yeah. the ice and hurting his back or something somehow. I As somebody who hurt his back, threw it out, getting out of the shower, I get it. That's your late 30s, baby. <laughs> but at this point, man, no. Bad. And even worse, he's pretending he didn't even know about the injury. Yeah, but have you used infrared technology on that thing? <laughs> Anyway, bad news on the left side. Yeah. Nurse out, Keith out, Cuckoo out. Last game against the Coyotes, based on usage in minutes, we had a Russell Berry first pairing. Hell yeah. Not ideal. Tyler, what's happening with our defense? Like, this can't go on long. Well, yeah, because guys eventually got to get back in the lineup here. The good news is, like, you know, Duncan Keith, or sorry, Darnell Nurse doesn't have like a torn ECL, right? Like he's coming back. He's got a broken fingy. Yeah, he's coming back before Christmas, I think is the general understanding yeah. here, right? Yeah. So it's not long term. That is good. They're still winning games and banking points. That's good. They're going to survive. And the point I made today during a radio hit was maybe in a weird way. Who are you doing radio for? Uh, just here in the city. Did you do um, low tide? No, I do low tide on Tuesdays. Oh, nice. Um, he always starts by going, I don't know, how are those big feet doing? And it's like, God damn it. Um, anyways, the, the weird way that this could be a blessing in disguise is, I mean, Broberg wouldn't have gotten a shot this year if there weren't injuries to nurse specifically, because I think if it was nurse still here, they wouldn't have brought up. Well, we talked about it on the B cast after the game when, um, Actually, Cuckoo went down. So yeah. we were, I asked you on the B-Cast, do you think Broberg's getting the pull? And you said no, probably William Lagason, who as it turns out, he's up anyway. Yeah. Because it was probably a better fit. But now Nurse is down. So let's just and talk about Broberg here for a sec. Tyler, I'm going to start with you. Three games in, quiet, and I say that as probably a compliment. Mm-hmm. Quiet through three games. Quiet. I mean, he made the bad read against Arizona on the two-on-one. But that's something yeah, that, I mean, with with a player as skilled and you'd assume as an in, as intelligent as Broberg, like that's an easy fix, right? Yep. Don't yep. get over aggressive. Yep. Um, other than that though, he's been good. You haven't noticed him. Like you said, that's a compliment. There's been a few times where he has jumped up into the play and in down low in the offensive zone. And I feel like he moves pretty well. well. There, there's a lot to like about Philip Broberg. I think when he was on the ice against the coyotes, the Oilers outshot them like 12, six or something like that. Like that's good. That shows me that you're not spending a lot of time in your own zone. You're moving the puck in a positive direction and you're helping your team get scoring chances. So again, when everyone's healthy and I don't want to jump the gun here, cause I said this last year with Bouchard after a few games, I said last year, Bouchard shouldn't come out of the lineup. He ended yep. up coming out of the lineup for pretty much the rest of the season. But with Broberg, like I would play him over Cuckoo or Russell. There's upside there. Yeah, and, and you got to like that upside. 100%. Especially when he's hidden behind Keith and Nurse. Yeah, like that's when it, that pairing could get really interesting is when he's hidden a little bit. Zach, what are your first impressions for um, Philip Roberg? I, it's um, it's actually kind of calming, to be honest with you, because I think there was a lot made about the selection of Philip Roberg in the first place. Uh, obviously, there was guys like, you know, Trevor Zegris and some other highly skilled offensive players that were taken 
you know, shortly behind Broberg. So, you know, obviously you're seeing what Zegers is doing down in, in Anaheim this year, and he looks like a great electric player. Um, so to see Broberg kind of step in as a rookie in his first three or four games and look very good uh, has been great to see. It's exactly what this team needs. Um, I think it's going to be hard to take him out of the lineup, even when everybody else comes back healthy. I mean, look, let's try not to overreact too much to – you know, three NHL games, but it's like the same arguing argument I think can be made about Stuart Skinner. You know, like how, how do the Oilers send him back down to the American League and how do they justify that after, you know, seeing him come in and produce? And, you know, obviously Broberg is going to get a lot more time and a lot more chances and, you know, things could just as easily fall off in his game as a rookie and, and those struggles could be more apparent. But, you know, he plays a quiet, calm game and that's exactly what you want from um, any defenseman, let alone somebody who's playing in his like fourth NHL game, right? So I think there's a lot to like uh, about Broberg here so far. Looking at his minutes so far, game one against Chicago, 14 and a half. Game two against Dallas, 19. Game three against Arizona, 21-29. So he's already increasing in minutes. Rick, what are you seeing from Philip Broberg? Exactly what you guys are talking about. Just a uh, calm defenseman who seems to be ready for the next steps in the NHL. It's next. It's the progression of his career. And I do think that uh, if we get Keith back, you know, before Cuckoo, he's going to outplay Russell. We're going to get to see that opportunity of seeing those three guys run the left side. And I do think that um, it'll be really tough to send him back. I think it's a little bit easier to send Skinner back just because you have two goalies and, and whatever there. Um, but I, I do see Broberg uh, kind of, Keeps playing like this, man. He's going to finish the season here. I'm enjoying watching uh, everybody on Twitter who was bashing Broberg because Caulfield started off so hot. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, our draft pick, Broberg, was terrible. Of and course. And then they, they, read, they read something by some Swedish guy last year who said uh, Broberg got, you know, benched or something like that, got replaced by somebody else in the playoffs last year. And now look what we have here. We have a guy who's exactly where we want him to be. You know, it's he actually might be ahead of schedule even. Yeah, I was going to say it's probably a little bit ahead of schedule, probably from where he was in the plans, especially with a guy like Ken Holland as the general manager. But that said, proving ready. if so he far. can come in and say, push Cuckoo out of the lineup, and he gives you, I don't know, 15 solid minutes on your third pairing towards the end of the season, I think that's a win, right? Absolutely. Absolutely it is. Well, here's the question then, because we were talking a couple of weeks ago, and Tyler, I think that was you. Um, the question was, if we make a, a move at the deadline, what do you go after? And your answer was, you know... A, two LD. Uh, yeah, two LD or two RD, whatever. You prefer to move Duncan Keith back a bit. Yeah. Um, if you keep seeing the same thing out of Broberg we're seeing right now, does that change your opinion in that in that trade? I mean, the Skinner-Broberg thing certainly starts to get me thinking um and I, we're gonna I, talk about skinner right after yeah and i, and I want to get i'd want to see you know and the trade deadline's a long ways away oh, so you have the luxury but you know if broberg keeps this level of play up for two months then i think you kind of sit there and you go okay maybe our LD. ricard raquel <laughs> look at that smile you you start to, <laughs> you start to go you know our ld looks pretty good if skinner keeps doing what he's doing you go okay smith skinner we don't hate that and then you go okay how do we make this team better and all of a sudden it's not defense it's not goaltending it's, oh an, it's an impact right winger. Wow. Wow. I think that... There's one in Anaheim, by the way, that might be on the trade block. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of him. I think that having Broberg come in this early, draft plus three, by the way, and play some really quiet minutes for this team on defense would be a big win. Kez, he is a big guy. He can skate. He's really got well. a little bit of uh, offensive instincts. And not to mention, we haven't mentioned it once, abs. the all-abs team abs. has got a 
champion in Broberg. We lost Clefbaum. That's heartbreaking. We lost Larson. Devastating. The All-Abs team needed a, a, a champion, and Broberg could be that guy. Dan, I'm going to end off the Broberg chat just with your first impression. Yeah, for me, it's been, and it's the same conversation with Skinner that we'll have here in a minute, it's been composure, and it's been the... F- fact that he just like these kids look comfortable in their spot whereas in the past with this team when you see a rookie slotted into that lineup and we saw a lot of it on twitter the other night too you know when they see the the defensive pairings put together people are a a little bit hesitant but when you see broberg out on the ice he just he doesn't look out of place he looks comfortable he looks like he's ready for that spot the last thing i'll say about broberg though is you look at the teams he's played against chicago dallas arizona Chicago and Arizona are fucking terrible. So I'm going to be very interested to see how he performs tomorrow against Las Vegas. Think he gets a start? Broberg? Oh, sorry. I thought we were still talking Skinner. I was making <laughs> graphics. Guy. I'm out. This guy is not paying attention. He's producing the podcast. What are you looking at over there, by the way, on your laptop? Just getting clips ready for the show. Right. The, the next podcast time he stops talking, he's going to hit the, like, the cold button. Yep. Oh, sorry, guys. We're on the cold button. My bad. We have been hoodwinked. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, I got to tell you guys about my friends at Cornerstone Insurance. For 90 years and four generations, Cornerstone Insurance has been a family and employee-owned business here at Edmonton with all of the insurance products you could ever hope for. Anything you need, Zach. Anything you need. Auto, residential, commercial, life insurance, they've got you covered. And if you click on the Citizens of the Nation button on the left-hand side of your screen, you'll get yourself a discount. I'm going to insure my air fryer. You should. Great move. It's a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. Welcome to the family, by the way. Thank you. I love it. It's tremendous. I've literally air fried pretty much every meal I've eaten in the last couple of weeks. Nice. Kind of have to. That's where I'm at. I had a delicious air fry breakfast this morning. Pizza go pops, on. Tell you, me more. Pizza pops. Do you go uh, thawed or do you go right from frozen? I go right from frozen. Right, right from frozen. People Why have, are you thawing it? People have people thaw their pizza pops. Well, sometimes you just leave them in the fridge, right? Yeah. If you're what? thinking really? You could. I, I've, I've done that before. Oh, it was fair. by accident. I mean, if you're going to eat them quick, I guess. Because I'll tell you this. In the oven's pretty good. It, the only bad, oh, yeah. it just takes forever. It's the weight. Yeah. Yeah. So it really depends on where you're at in your life and your day. I, tend, you to be, th- I tend to think ahead of these things, too. Yeah, yeah. Can you do the 20-minute wait for a pizza pop in the oven or the air fryer? All of a sudden, you got good living there. See, I also, I see, I got the bigger air fryer. Like, I don't have the basket one. So it's also got, like, Yeah, the, you got the, the, uh, the, the. the it's like can, a little mini oven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can I bake things. I can right dehydrate now. things. <laughs> it's awesome. Like it's tremendous. So I, I've been doing all my cooking in there. I, I, can, you can even do toast in there. The air only downfall. The only real. downfall though is because Bag Milk was telling us is you got to, you got to air fry your uh, leftover oodle noodle. You got. You can't because you've got the grates in there. Well, oh, you no, just we have to get an, an oven. You got an, an oven, oven safe dish, right? Yeah, exactly. Oven safe dish. Throw that bad boy in there. <sighs> Flipper on. Good I will send you, Zach, my breakfast that I do in the air fryer every day. Mm-hmm. It's a game changer. I just pop it in there. Go do something for nine minutes, maybe a quick shower. Come out. I got breakfast ready. It's delicious. Nine minutes is a quick shower? Well, like I get it. Again, the shower, Fair dry enough. off. Like, Fair enough. I don't know. Well, what kind of military shower showers, showers are you having over there? shaming bag milk? I move quick. Is this I because see, I, is I this, take is long this, showers. Is this because you're like, was your dad a big, big on this? No, like actually, fucking five minute showers, five minute. Get I in, a, get out, get in, get out. I am a three minute shower guy because I was rushed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a kid, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the process? Like, walk me through it. Uh, you get in. Yeah. You wet your hair, and you lather up, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, hose yourself like, so you're, like, pretty, yeah. you're pretty much yeah. the Jay Downton three dollar car yeah. wash. Oh yeah. yeah, I got my shampoo ready to go. I got two pumps yep. of shampoo and two <laughs> pumps of body wash. See, oh, I got see. these luscious locks 
So yeah, it can take a fair. while, right? That's like fair. I have to let my shampoo sit a little bit. I have to color condition my hair. <laughs> you know, I got to make sure it's nice and dry when I get out of the shower. It's a fucking if, process sometimes. Okay, but see, these are the questions we should be asking in the Oilers press conferences after the game. I'm just yeah, saying. I want to know shower process. I want to know their shower process. It's important stuff. You really have to ask the question. Because I too not have... A lot of, not a long... Sorry, not a lot of them have long hair either. So no. you can imagine that no. a lot of them are on that shorter... In and out. S- Three minutes. Oh, yeah. See, I don't have lu- I have luscious locks, not as long as Zach's. But I'm just, you know what? I just like to enjoy myself in there. Sometimes I nice. will. Enjoy Sometimes it. I'll go in and like, especially if it's like a, let's say it's like a Friday or Saturday night. You're going out. I like to grab a beer. I bring my phone in there say, with me. I sit yeah. on TikTok for like ten minutes, and I just sit there with the water. I've going got a question about. Do you like? You just How go in, in there raw? You got it in a bag? What do you got? Like, yeah, just bring your phone in. Oh, they're, they're all waterproof, waterproof nowadays. nowadays. All right, good for you. See, this is the... I was actually... I saw something funny enough about this. Like, like the older people here are probably in the group that are still like, holy shit, we have to take care of our phones and make sure it never touches yeah. water or anything like that. Oh, man. And then nowadays, thing. the phones Buddy. are like fucking like oh, they can handle that shit. Yeah, no problem. All you have to do is drop your phone in water one time and have to leave it sitting in rice over yep. the weekend to like, that'll <laughs> just... Amen. That'll just really rattle you. I'm pretty sure I actually have an old iPod that's been sitting in rice for like 10 years now. You just keep probably ready. Right off the top. You yeah, probably ready. the bottom. I think I threw it in there, forgot about it, got a new one for Christmas or some shit. And wow. But like to Tyler's point tomorrow, nation mm. viewing party, which I want to check in on a little mm. bit. Your romper Chuck, your romper Chuck's coming out, but I guarantee that is a two beer shower for me tomorrow. Yeah, I see. And I like that. Like when I, when it's in the morning and it's like, all right, I got work to do. It's just like, let's get in, let's get out. Let's move on with our day. But when I like have time and I'm not rushed. Yeah. Bring a beer in there. Bring your phone. Hold on. Are there any bath boys in the room? Like Connor McDavid? Ooh. Love a good bath. Good question. I love a good bath too. I'm I wish out. my tub was bigger. I'm, I'm out. And the only reason is you can't get the whole goddamn body in the tub. Well, that is true. That's yeah. the it's only tough. reason. Amen. Amen. It's tough. Yeah, but I mean, like yeah. there's no way Tyler can get, otherwise you're sitting, if you're sitting in there, like your legs stretched out. Then the you know the water's up to you, like your ribs yeah. or something. It's cold. Yeah, it's not comfortable. I, I love a, I love a, a good deep, hot tub. Get me a deep one that I can so fucking fit in. What we're in. saying yeah, is, man. for our generations, we need to create a new type of bathtub. I need. I just need a deep tub, like yes. uh, yeah. one of the chambers McDavid yes. has, where you just like insert your whole body and just your head sits out of it. I dig it. I'm I in. also need to have bubbles like in my That's house, fair. which I don't regularly have because I'm not interested in sitting there watching my nuts float around. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm getting in the tub, save that, please. I need to make sure that it is a whole scene. What we need to invest in is one of those like really old person tubs that have like the swinging door that are like super deep because then you don't have to step up over to get into the tub. But then you you have to like, you have to let that thing drain before you get out. And that's weird and gross because that's going to bring out the whole Kramer issue. You have to wait for it to load up too. You're sitting there no, you can get it. No, you can get. Yeah, you can get it in there. And, and we got to work. You can just go line change mode and just go like lay over. And, <laughs> <laughs> and we got to worry about just like we're all adults. We all have to pay our utility bills. Like if we're talking about a big deep tub, yeah, that is a yeah, that's, that's a true. lot of water in there. Condo. No worry about water bills over here. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. I just I turn the shower on, just let it run for a couple hours, just keep the place warm. I don't know. Yeah, why. sometimes I'll just give her for like two days, just let the water yeah, go. Yeah, why not? So when it got yeah. really, when just it got out really the pipes. cold, when it got really cold here in Edmonton, and it got super dry instantly. Oh yeah, I definitely let my shower run with the door open on like. Yeah, try to get some humidity in there. Yeah. Oh man, it's terrible. That's smart. I got my fucking humidifier running at Jakarta levels right now because <laughs> it is just insane dry in my house. Unbelievable. I've been sitting here scratching my back the whole podcast. Because I'm so itchy, my whole skin. You need to get one of those moisturizers, buddy. 
Yeah, this is got, this is an interesting podcast. Pass. Yeah, we took a turn here. Um, and he's Tyler's actually willingly he's a part offering of it. In, yeah, he's offering into this too. Uh, d- yeah, you guys gave me a beer. You took the edge off. We could talk about <laughs> fucking anything. I don't care. Uh, just as we're talking about it, I'm going to ask you guys that are listening. I want to know about your shower routine. What is you doing in there? <laughs> are you bringing a beer in there? Are you bringing a white claw in there? Are you I've just going in like Dan and you're all business and you're in and out in three minutes? Dan showers in a suit. You just hear your dad yelling at you in your head in the whole time. Absolutely, I do. Or are you like me and you just, hey, man, if I'm in there 20 minutes, I'm in there 20 minutes. We'll see what happens. I will empty that fucking water tank. Don't you think I won't? All right. How much is your water bill? Like This is, a, this is I, I, I don't remember last time I had the a water bill. The problem I have with water bills is the water itself isn't the problem. The fucking distribution fee is where they get you. <laughs> Uh, I know we've got a, a campaign with Epcar coming up. Maybe I'll ask him about that distribution fee before we get going on it. Uh, anyway, I digress. We're going to move on. But again, I want to know about your shower routine. I want to know what you're using. Are you a loofah person? Are you a are you a rag person? I personally have a loofah. There's no rag people anymore, isn't that? I thought that stopped in the 80s. Yeah, people don't do that, right? <laughs> like a bar of soap <laughs> under the washcloth? Hey, I don't <laughs> yeah. use a rag, but there might be somebody listening to this that's still... I want to know. My hey, Lord. Rick... You have to understand, as a person that downloads full albums off of iTunes, that still, yeah. that's a great point. <laughs> that some yeah. people like to live in their own little niches, right? I'm I a loofah guy. Don't know any better, but the loofah <laughs> thing, I just you saw. I mean, it was on a. Uh, oh, there's a movie. It's a. It's. It's a baseball movie. <laughs> Kevin Costner is in. He cuts his finger off almost. Uh, Moneyball. Nope, not Moneyball. Way before Moneyball. And Kevin Costner's in it, by the way. Uh, Field of Dreams? No, before that. I can't remember what it is. Bull Durham? It might be Bull Durham, but I can't remember. He's a pitcher. He cuts his finger. Yeah, Bull Durham. And then, yeah. He, anyways, that's where I heard about loofahs, I think. Uh, to me, I'm a loofah guy. I like to lather. And I'll also, I'll volunteer this. Exfoliate, so. 100%. I like to exfoliate. I make sure my skin's soft. I will also volunteer this, Tyler. Mm. I use, in the shower, women's body wash. First of all, I like the smell. Smartest thing you've ever done. I like the smell. Mm-hmm. Two, makes my skin feel nice. Do you not use the conditioner too? Of course I use the conditioner. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are we the talking ladies about? Ladies version, yeah. Yeah, 100%. That's fair. They know what I, they're doing. I got a shampoo and the smell is uh, menthol and caffeine. Yeah, yeah, I know what those are. It's, it's just like what cigarettes and coffee over at your house? <laughs> More or less. It smells like, <laughs> like, man. You're like, why do I need caffeine in this? It makes no sense. No. But anyways, I got it. It was on sale. Wait, and, you guys uh, don't pour your coffees on your forehead? <laughs> what? <laughs> Co- bring two coffees into the shower. One to <laughs> one drink, drink, one, one to th- pour on top of my head as shampoo. <laughs> I, had a, uh, I had a coffee at Bailey's in my shower the other day. I went and got the Costco size jug of Bailey's uh, yesterday on my day off. Because um, I was like, you know what? It's about that time now. You wake up in the morning. Of course. Bailey's. Of course. You should probably have one in here, by the way. 100%. Bailey's dispenser. Yeah. Okay. Like the liquor dispensers in Mexico hotels. We need those. I, if We've Tyler's not going to do it, I'm going to do it. We Dan's gotten off track. track. All right. Dan, you've gotten us off track here. Yes. Let's get back to it. Tomorrow, Edmonton Oilers playing against the Vegas Golden Knights. Early in the season, Vegas, slow start to the year. Over the last month or so, they've really turned things around. Seven and three in their last ten. This is now a team that... They're sitting in third place as of today, Friday, in the Pacific Division. What are you expecting from the Vegas Golden Knights? I don't think this is going to be the same game as round one, when Oilers won the first matchup of the season. Oilers banged up. Vegas playing well. Tyler, what are you expecting from this one? 
Vegas is getting healthy as well. So, I mean, last time these two teams met, it was the opposite, right? It was Vegas was banged up. They had a bunch of key guys out of the lineup. And uh, Edmonton was fully healthy. And now this is a team that has Pacioretty and Stone back in the lineup. Their blue line, everyone's still there. Theodore, sorry, they're missing Alec Martinez. But aside from that, Petrangelo, Theodore, White Cloud, all the other big pieces are there. Robin Leonard's playing fine. Uh, this is a really good hockey team, and they're and they're starting to string together some wins. And I expect them to be, you know, making a push for that top spot in the division by the end of the season. I'm just looking here; they're seven and three in their last ten. So, uh, yeah, Vegas is playing really well. But I think if you're the Oilers, you just need to focus on, you know, again, like it will be for every game this year. If you bring your A game, you'll beat most teams. And maybe tomorrow that won't be enough because Vegas is a good team as well. But if I'm Edmonton, it's just. Bring your A game, and you'll have a chance to win in hell. If you win this one, and you take the first two games of the year from Vegas, both of which in Vegas, that's huge. And, and also, that does a lot for the division Is it Leonard tomorrow? I would guess so. I would, I would assume so. so. I'm Vegas and there's a, there's a back-to-back. Yeah. We tend to get the... Vegas uh, hasn't the played since Wednesday. Ooh, it smells like a back-to-back then. So they play Wednesday, tomorrow, then Wednesday. Oh, so they've got, some, they've got some space yeah, there. Uh, another thing that I would say is going to be hugely important for the Oilers tomorrow is getting some of the guys off the schneid. My boy Nooch, he's only got one goal in the season. Yes, he's getting assists, but we need him to score. Warren Fogle, he's getting all kinds of chances. We need him to score. Pugliarvi is in a little bit of a drought right now. Need him to get going. So I think having some secondary scoring beyond what they're already getting from Connor and Leon... Cassian got a big goal uh, against Arizona the other night. That all helps, but we need to get some more depth scoring. Our depth is there. We're getting chances. Like I'm looking at, I'm thinking about this, the game against Arizona, the second line of Hyman, Nuge, Yamamoto. They had, I I mean, Zach Hyman probably had eight shots on net in that night. They just couldn't score. They couldn't get anything actually to go in the net, but they were getting chances. So I'm hopeful that something will happen. I'm hopeful they'll get off the schneid, but I think that's going to be hugely important. Zach, what are you looking at for tomorrow's game against Vegas? Yeah, I think that depth scoring thing is going to be kind of huge for them, right? Like, it's going to be important for them to get out to a strong start and an early lead. And I think, you know, I, I really like the new third line of Warren Fogle, Ryan McLeod, and Pugliarvi there. Um, I think that's a great trio. Last game against Arizona with McLeod on the ice at 5-on-5, five five, the, the Oilers only allowed a one-shot attempt against, which is, like, hilariously good. Um, for any team uh, against any opponent. So it's going to be a real test, though, I think, too. Like, you look at the back end. We talked about it earlier on the pod here. But, you know, it's going to be a big test for these guys to see what they're really made out of um, without our two, three top left shot defensemen. So, and then the question is, is who goes in net? Do you go with Stuart Skinner or do you go with Michael Koskinen? Do I go I'm Skinner. Gonna go, I'd go Skinner as well. Yeah, I think I would, too. Dan? Ask Miko Koskinen. <laughs> Thank you. Um... <laughs> I just think that this game, that this game to me is like this is the wake up and figure out your shit in the first period kind of. I game. agree. Yes, I agree. If, with they, you. if if you go down a couple goals to the Vegas Golden Knights with Robin Lehner in the net, good night. And just to um, before you continue, Dan, the Oilers have allowed the first goal in nine of their last ten. That is a trend that cannot how continue. Many, how the, many of those ten have they won? Well, no, I understand. I, I, I get it. I yeah. get it. I get it. The but schedule makers did them some favors. I'm totally with you on that. That they're winning those games, so it doesn't really matter in the end. But if you go down, like Dan said, or even just against uh, against the Dallas against Stars. Dallas the other day, they dropped two early in the first period, and all of a sudden you're fucked. So I agree with Dan. They have to sort out the quick starts thing. Yeah, after. I think that's a great point. Yeah, you give up I've, a goal to Arizona, like I get it. Arizona's team you can come back on, but really you can't even get off to a good start playing the Arizona Coyotes. They're just doing that for the betters. 
I, t- yeah. I truly believe that, <laughs> that if by the first period we're tied, we win that game tomorrow. But I think even Dan's if right. Even if we're down by a bit, I st- obviously we, we know what we can do. But Dan is right. Like we got to take care of our Dan's own. Dan's 100% end. right. That's, that's the issue tomorrow. Keep saying it. I love it. Is, keep it, is watching our own end, whether it be the defenseman, the goaltender, yep. or you know the, the, the bottom six forwards. Um, we just well, can't allow them. We can't allow Vegas to start running around in our end. We keep saying this, this shot against Miko Koskinen, too, about letting in the first goal. Why is the first goal always a breakaway? Why is the first shot a breakaway? <laughs> like, yeah. and that's, that's a good a point question. too. Like, Miko made a couple of great yes. saves when that game was yes. one nothing as yes. well. Like, that could have been way yes. worse off the bat. And don't forget, in his last season here, I think Cam let in a bunch of first shots too. Oh, like, absolutely. Talbot let it. It's, it's, it's weird. It's not the goal. It makes no sense. None. Zero. But it's the team, and it's the team allowing that stuff to. But that's just it too. Is that we, if you go back long enough, you can replace all the management, you can replace all the coaches, and you replace all the players, and they still have the same damn issue. Yep. Yes. It it's a problem. No sense. None. Again, nine of their last ten, they've given up the first goal. That is a trend that cannot. It's like our continue. jerseys are too warm or something. Get them like all cozy, and they don't want mm, to. Get the moving. training staff hasn't changed. Maybe Ooh, we got to start throwing. I'm just kidding. The Costan, Ice the jerseys. The, the Costanza, um, the cotton uniforms. Uh, yes. So I've got two questions around the horn. We're going to go real fast. One, I'm going to ask who goes in net for you. Two, I want to score score prediction. So I'm going clockwise. Dan? I'm just on brand if I say Miko Koskinen. <laughs> but I also don't think I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if it is Miko. And I see a 5-3. Ah, oh, fuck. I don't want to say it, but it's a loss. Tyler, what do you got? I think it's going to be a loss, too. I, I hope it's not because our party will be lit if they find a way to win yep. tomorrow. That's an element um, that we forget. Yeah. Well, the, the, our parties the, aren't the very good, good The records. good parties, usually you're, you're feeling pretty good by about puck drop at the first period. Yeah. So My plan is to be 2 a.m. drunk by the time the game starts. I, I think the Oilers lose 4-3 in OT. Ah, no, fuck it. They win 4-3 in OT. And who are you starting? Stewart. Zachary. Skinner, 4-2 win in regulation. Rick. Can't win 4-2 in OT, so good point. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting on that one for a while. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Stewie, and we're gonna go with five two. I would also start Skinner, though I really won't be surprised if it's Miko tomorrow, and I'm gonna say four two win because I'm on brand. All right, copycat. Looking ahead, ask the idiots time. Man, this podcast is going to be long. Oh, Holy God. shit! Yeah, this is like idiots. the first quarter of the Cowboys game yesterday. <sighs> Man, that game was two days long. It's Holy still going shit. up. It's yeah, still, it's still happening. <laughs> Ask the idiots for Buster's Pizza. 11 locations in and around Edmonton. Get a pizza, get a donaire, whatever you want. There's a location near you. I promise you. And these questions that I'm going to throw at the boys, they haven't seen them yet. They haven't heard them yet. I'm just going to get their takes on them. You submitted all of these, and this is to enter to win a gift card from our friends at Buster's Pizza, as he does every week. To my left, my happy helper, Dan, is here. He's got everything in the mix. We're going to run through the questions first, and then Dan is going to do the draw after. We are going to start with Dan to my left. The first question coming in. It's a small sample size on the small sample size on Skinner has me conflicted on who's in net versus Vegas. Who are you boys going with? We already know the answer to that, but why? I just think that I think that this team and, and like like I until I'm proven wrong uh, is going to keep going back to veterans. I think Tippett loves his old guys and loves his guys that he can trust and loves the guys he knows. And so it's not just it's not a shot against Stuart Skinner for me. It's just I keep going to the fact that I think that Tippett's going with Koskinen. And I'm going to build off that. It is about trust a little bit for me. And I mean, Koskinen has given them a chance to win on most nights this year. But I trust Stuart Skinner to make the easy saves more than I trust Miko Koskinen. So that's why I stick with him. Zach, why are you going with Skinner? 
Um, actually, I'm going to start Kyle Turris in net. Going nice. to go change positions. Yeah. Uh, he struggled uh, with the Oilers since he joined the team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if there's anybody who can strap on the goalie pads and put in a good performance, it's Kyle Turris. I respect that a person comes on the pod and they just decide to be the contrarian. That's yep. good. I love it. Uh, Kyle shit Turris. posting on podcast. <laughs> Rick, why are you starting Skinner tomorrow? I think you need to know a little bit of what you have in them. Uh, I think it's going to help you down the road with uh, how you view your goaltending situation. Uh, I think you have a couple extra wins right now, so you can play with that a little bit. I think you're confident in the goaltender. I don't think you're any more confident in Koskinen than you are a Skinner. So I just see there's a couple more benefits to allowing Skinner to play a game like this than putting Koskinen in there. I agree with Rick. I think that you play Skinner because he's probably part of the future of your organization. You got to see what you have in him. If Skinner turns out to be a number one. Solves a lot of problems. A lot. And costs you nothing. Just imagine the story of a hometown kid becoming your starter. Got to love it. Question number two. We're reversing the order. I'm starting with Rick on this one. As we near the end of November, what would be the three most overrated and underrated teams for you? Most overrated oh, and underrated sh- teams. Sh- As okay. everybody is pulling out the standings, everybody is working through it. Hartford Whalers. Okay, so uh, obvi- so right off the top, and I I don't think anybody is surprised that I say this. Actually, let's think- not say three. Let's just do one just to speed this up. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Because, uh, yeah, oh, overrated, God. I'm still going to go with the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, I think they get their tires pumped a lot. I know they're a good team, but I think it gets overdone. And 06, so there you go. And what was the other one? Underrated. Underrated. Underrated? Uh, well, they they were getting no love coming in, and especially from me. And I know they've got it with a lot of OTs and stuff. But I think when I say underrated, I think who, who I'm most surprised though, I'm going to say Calgary right now. Especially with seven shutouts. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so I'm looking at Calgary's goal differential. I They're at a plus it, 30 goal differential right now. Here's the thing that I'm curious about with Calgary. When Jacob Markstrom starts to look human again, what is that team actually going to do? Because their goal differential is crazy. Zach, most overrated and most underrated team for you in the NHL right now. So I'm going to use my good friend PDO for this one for a little bit of help. Um, the Calgary Flames, who have been on an absolute heater, are the most overrated team in the NHL. What's their PDO right now? Uh, 103. Billion. Yeah, that's very it's high. Huge. Um, I just think that they're not shooting well enough. They're not scoring enough. Uh, obviously, you can play as as much defense as you want, but you know at the end of the day, you got to have goal scoring, and you know Markstrom's going to regress to the mean at some point here in the season. Um, for my underrated team, I'm actually going to go with the Seattle Kraken. Um, they are a team that has had absolutely horrible goaltending this year, um, and their defensive numbers are actually really, really solid. I did a, a bit of a deep dive into them for Daily Faceoff last week, so I think they're a team that's going to be on the, the, the up and up here. Are they going to be a playoff team? I'm not sure, uh, but I expect them to be a lot more competitive down the stretch. Tyler, overrated, underrated? Uh, most overrated... I. I want to go somewhere other than Calgary, but I mean, like, come on, five overtime losses. I just, I think Calgary is is being a little bit overrated, and, and it'll be interesting when Markstrom does come back down to earth a little bit here. In terms of being underrated, the Leafs get enough love, but I feel like people shit on them too much. Um, it's more because the media than I know. No, you know what? I, I'm gonna. This is it. I'm going to say the Leafs. I think a lot of people shit on them because of their slow start. A lot of people are sitting there and be like, oh, see what they do in the playoffs, see what they do in the playoffs, and they're just ignoring the fact that this is actually like a really good team right now. They're on a roll. Basically, since that slow kind of five games to start the year, they've been rolling. So I'm going to say the Leafs might actually be the best team in their division, and not enough people are talking about that. 
Dan, underrated or overrated? I think this one's going to piss off Tyler, but my overrated is going to be the Washington Capitals. I just I just think that that team is is on a bubble. I don't know. There's no <laughs> way that there's no, no way that number 8 keeps scoring at the rate he's going. Well, they, it doesn't piss me off. I think the Capitals are really oh, good. I, just, I guess from like earlier and like before <laughs> the broadcast you seem to be very upset with people underrating the Washington Capitals. They they to be fair, they are on a PDO burner too. Yeah, they've like yeah, and they've lost 5 times in yeah, OT too. And, so and, like, like I was I was between them and the New York Rangers for me. Like the thing with the Rangers that I think have going for them is that their best players quote unquote are not their best players right now. So that would be the the element where like the Cacos and the Lafreniers are not lighting up yeah. the world right now and so that's a good thing for them, but I I do think that if that continues, that team will not be 13-4 and 3 by the end of the season. Sure. Obviously. Um good line Dan. Uh my underrated team though for sure goes to is going to go to Montreal I just think that Montreal like I think people are forgetting that this team is still you know like with Kari with Kerry Price coming back Kerry Price can take that team anywhere he wants it to go uh and I know that they're missing Shea Weber and Shea Weber's out for what until the playoffs kind like of he, he's probably retiring so there's that but I, I I just think that Montreal is going to be one of those teams that we're going to look at and say you know they made the playoffs and we were shocked by it kind of idea so that's my two I will bet you any sum of money that they don't make the playoffs I want at least one comma in this number <laughs> oh they, they're terrible Dan come on I don't think that they're as bad as they as, as the numbers say obviously because okay. I, I think Curry Price is right there. I think Curry Price can can take this team anywhere he wants it to go. That's to wrap it up, opinion. I'll just say overrated all three California teams. They had good starts. They Fair. all suck. 100%. Fuck them. Underrated, Arizona Coyotes. I love them. They make me a lot of money anytime the others play them. Underrated. I wish we could play them every single night. Because the other night, thank you, Arizona. You, re, you restocked my betting wallet. Thank you very much. Next question, Dan, I'm starting with you first on this one. How many wins will the Oilers have in the bank by the time they tally their 10th loss? They're at four. This, the uh, question submitter says, I bet it's 23. What's our record right now? They are 14 and four, 14 and five, 14 and five. So five more losses. I'm just going to look at the schedule quickly and say when I think that they hit six or hit 10 or six more losses, I guess. Uh, I'm into mid-December and I'm saying, no. I could say, I will say by the end of December, we will have our 10th loss. Tyler. Oh, fuck. I'm trying to do math. Uh, oh, Tyler, yeah, that's the part that's got me concerned. Your yeah, check math, there. he's got the fingers out, he's counting toes, uh, shoes might come off here right so that's away. 19 and 9, so that's 20. They play so many games in this 19 and 9 equals. I'll say I'll say 20. I'll say the I'll say they'll get to 20 wins. Is that an answer? Does that 20 does, wins and 10 losses? Yeah. Are you including OT losses? So that's that? another 10 games. No, I'm counting OTLs yeah. as a loss. Fuck everybody. Yeah, okay, I'll do I'll do I'll say that. Zach? Whatever my answer was. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just gonna ballpark the end of December, I guess. Like I, like I, I, I can't do the what math. Was the, what was the question? December 22. When will the team have their tenth loss? Is essentially the question. Uh, 82 this games is, will be in the books. The others won't have ten losses. That's my answer. I just, I don't know how to answer this one. How many more games will it take for the others to lose six? That's the better. Yeah. Place. Okay. So yeah, mine, mine's correct. I, they're gonna get to 20 wins. They'll be 20 and 10. All right. So that's game 30. Because they're playing, what, like 500 hockey right now? So they play 15 games in December. <laughs> yeah. So you could still theoretically go 
You can go whatever you want, really. You could go nine and six in December and still sure. be happy with that. Yeah. And yeah. be at ten losses, I think. Is that so a, that's December? a fucking that's eleven losses, I believe. There's a um, lot of there's a lot of math going on. See, I don't even know. Fourteen and five, we are right now. Oh. Five more losses sets you at your limit. So when is the when when do they get their that, that fifth loss to put you at the at the? I was gonna say the, the Olympic break. <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If we made the Olympic break with 10 losses, that would be amazing. We'd be floating if they went that long. All right. We're going to move on. Just to before the, Christmas. We're going to move on to the next question. Scale of 1 to 10, be with 10 being the most sure. How certain are you that Dylan Holloway. I actually, I'm just going to take this one off the road. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm, I'm doing Ron Burgundy again with these fucking questions, and I need to stop doing that. <laughs> Scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the most sure. What is your expectation that Dylan Holloway would be on the Oilers roster by the time game one of the playoffs starts, Rick? Will he be on by game one? Yes. He'll be playing hockey somewhere by Christmas. Uh, we're talking about Oilers specifically. Will he be with the Oilers in, in April? Yes. How certain are you? One to ten. Oh, ten, twelve, fifteen. Zach? He's playing by Christmas somewhere. So, yes, he's here by then. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to say like a four. Because I could see it being very, very realistic. They just keep him in Baco. Yep. And let him play there all season, playoffs included. Let him go on a run with the boys in Baco a little bit. Get some good pro experience. Like, I don't even know if he's NHL ready. Like, he hasn't played any pro hockey games. Mm -hmm. They were saying he was NHL ready coming into the season. Like, they, if, if it wasn't for his thumb, most of the prognosticators... Whereas, like, he's going to make the roster. I was, I'm a little, about. see, I was a little cool on that take coming into the year, so. And look at the guys he's got to try and replace. He's going to try and have to beat out Turris or Perlini. Are well, they, yeah, they going to bring him up and put him in the bottom six, though? I don't know. I, I don't, well, I mean, I don't it has, to be, it has to be middle there. six. At that least. bottom six all of a sudden isn't that big of a thing when you look yeah, at but that, then, that third line. Okay, but all to of a sudden, fair, that's something. Then you have two rookies on your third line in Holloway. Well, you can drop into the fourth line. You could, right? But I just, I don't, I don't know if I love it. As of right, if he played. McLeod was there if a little he, while ago. If Holloway plays good enough and he's up on the Oilers, like, I'm not going to be upset about it. I'll say that. Yeah, so you're still at a four? Like, I'm still at a four. Yeah, there's Tyler. too many ifs. I'm at a five. Dan? I'm saying 10. He's not on the team. I just think that the GM is going gonna, is gonna to bring in so some. Uh, so your answer is one. <laughs> or, well, yeah, one, I guess. Sorry, I was con I'm confident that he's not on the team. Okay. Because I, I just think that there's no way that Holland is going to not tweak with this team somehow. And as it sits right now, we already have our young defenseman that's going to play a spot there as Broberg and then Skinner. So I think that Holland's going to start to tweak with the forwards if he's going to do anything. How, how many nation personalities does it take to do fucking math here? So many. We are All of them. So boys. many. The, the with spreadsheet boys, we are not. Uh, just to wrap up, I'll answer. I'm going to say I think it's a three. I think if the Oilers... It's not that I don't think that he can do it, but I think with this specific team, I think that's more likely Ken Holland trades assets to get a Ricard Raquel type over necessarily expecting that a unknown commodity fills that role. At the very least, I can see him just being on the roster to be here. So he'll be a black ace. That's 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 on the roster then. That's a ten or a fifteen, if you will. Oh, uh, well, the question: playing games or no, on, the on the team? On the roster. Well, Put oh. you're not on the roster if you're a black ace. Yeah. You're on the roster. You're on the playoff no. roster. No. no. Last question. Sure, Let's wrap it up. They get on the Stanley Cup. For Buster's Pizza. name on the cup. Delicious Buster Pizza. Buster's yep. Pizza is delicious. Three area. Uh, we knew I the Oilers were a deeper team than last year, but that was ice depth, not necessarily bench depth. 
meaning if there's injuries that come up, <laughs> right? Stepping in. I get it. Without Sorry. bench depth, when w- any one piece is removed, everyone gets adjusted to accommodate, and the chemistry of lines three and four especially is lost, making us feel more like a two-player team again. Do you think the Oilers are as deep as we thought they were? Yes. Rick, starting first. Zach. You guys have, you really got some good ask the idiots questions. It definitely so makes us like feel like idiots, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is ice chef? Last year, Pooley well, well, wasn't as good as Pooley Arby is right now. Last year, we didn't have um, Hyman. Last year, Zach wasn't as good as he is right now. Last no year, Fogel. McLeod wasn't as good sure. as he is. Last no, year, Fogel. Yeah, there wasn't a guy that I think that we lost that would be better than Fogel. So I just see there. Yeah, no. It, we're definitely more ice depth. More ice depth. depth. And bench depth. I just think that what he, yeah, what he's, depth also. What the person she, he or she is asking is just, yeah, is the depth. Do you think that the depth is truly better? Because we haven't seen it necessarily that much on we the scoreboard. It. Yeah, we saw it earlier in the year. Yeah. Really sure, look at Hyman. Yeah. Hyman was, look at Hyman's goals. Look at Pooley goals. Would Hyman yeah, be considered the a depth six, guy? For yeah, sure. They're not top depth guys. I'm, I'm going to go straight up numbers up in this bitch, okay. which is kind of hilarious because we're all struggling in math. But I'm going to say no because the Oilers' goal differential with McDavid and Drysdale off the ice is worse than it's ever been in the yeah. history of them being in Edmonton. So as much as we can sit here and say, oh, yeah, well, Zach Hyman and Fogel, and they look good, the results, unfortunately, have not been there the way the... Do you think that has anything to do with other teams' coach instead of trying to put his number one against our number one? He's like, fuck it. Anyone go out there, and I'll put my number one out there when your guys' worst is out there. Yeah, but that doesn't really change it. It, it, It's still depth, right? Because the the problem mm -hmm. is is that... Well, just goal differential, I think, might be affected. But the problem is is that even McDavid and Dreisaitl aren't outpacing the rest of the Oilers roster in the matchups. So I think that's where you run into the problem. Tyler, is this team as deep as we thought they were? Uh, Not quite. Um, I think early in the year, I was definitely drinking the Kool-Aid on what that third line could do. I think they've cooled a little bit. I still like the depth to maybe bounce back a little bit more than what the numbers say, but I'm not as high on them as I was Haven't they proven themselves already with Broberg, Skinner, Bouchard? Just those guys weren't around last year. All of a sudden, those guys are like looking like legit uh, Bouchard doesn't surprise me. We heard nope. all offseason. Um, but there were some people that were a little skeptical on, on how good he's going to be. Yeah. In fact, I believe some people said he should start the the year in the AHL. Who said that? People said that? I believe so. I, I, I don't know. It doesn't. <laughs> what? Uh, no, I, I just think the forward depth, which is what I'm talking about here, is not maybe as great as I thought it was in weeks one and two of the season. Dan, last. We're wrapping up Ask the yeah. Idiots here after 48 minutes. <laughs> Tyler just said my answer. All right, there you go. And we are going to pick a winner. Now we get a little drum rolls. I picked this like a while ago, this but we've been waiting too. for the question to end. There's Dan. Our winner is for today's Ask the Idiots submission. Land- Landon. 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 That Landon. is, uh, he did a lot of mental math with his question. Landon is the one that asked us, when will the Oilers be at their 10th loss? Well, Landon, well, if your goal was to confuse the idiots, you have done a great job. And now you have won a gift card from our friends at Buster's Pizza. I will reach out for you. Some say he's landed the top prize. There you go. Uh, Gene Wood. There you go. <laughs> Tyler, get your buttons ready. It is time for the Deuce Vodka Hot and Cold Performers of the Week. Let's wrap up this podcast. But first, I got to tell you, if you go to DeuceVodka.com, first thing you see, I say it every week, handsome picture of Brett Kissel, right front, front and center. 
There he is, holding a bottle of Deuce Vodka. And on the right-hand side of the screen, there's a Find In-Store button. You're going to want to click that. That's how you find out where you can pick up a bottle of Deuce Vodka for the weekend, provided that you are of age and plan to drink responsibly. Little Sunday Fun Day Caesars, I recommend Deuce Vodka. As we do every week, we start off with our veggies. Looking at the last seven days, maybe something that didn't go so well for us. I'm going to start to my left. My friend Nation Dan, you are first up with your Deuce Vodka Cold Performer of the Week. Well, I think everybody's going to have kind of a general theme to their their Cold Performers, but mine's going to go to a very specific play, and it's when Connor McDavid scored his goal against the Arizona Coyotes, and then he took a cross-check to the back of his head, and no call was made. And I understand. Ridiculous. I understand that, that in the situation, they would have called a penalty, and then Connor McDavid's scoring would have erased that. No. But to me, that what, puck went in the net, and that play was afterwards. That's a penalty well, that's that comes up afterwards. But even if you say that the referees, you know, maybe don't see it in the same time or whatever. But to me, like, here's where a situation where a fight should happen. As a guy that runs hockeyfights.com, I'm solving a problem for the NHL. You're welcome. Why aren't they using a 10-minute misconduct on a guy like Labushkin there? To just take him out of the game and say, you know what, you idiot? There's, You're going to do something after the play like that? I don't that? think there's, that really falls into the category of a 10 minute. It's a misconduct. It would be a, mis- it would be a misconduct it, to me. A nice suplex, yeah, maybe? I, I'm not so sure. I, we'd have to look at the rule book and say, Devon, get the tables? Down. I don't know if that's actually like a, a physical with an penalty. Well, to me, it's like it's something that I don't necessarily punish the Coyotes for because it's just a, it's a heat of the moment play. Oh, for sure. But I think you get that guy off the ice. For sure. It's a penalty, 100%. So, so, who, the, so my cold performer of the week is the NHL for not having a rule or some kind of situation created where we can avoid these Labushkin kind of cross checks to the back of the head. Are you, right after a goal, you're my cold performer of the week. Are you thrilled? I'm not. They pay two guys to make those calls. They're the ones you'd be getting shit on right now. I agree. Tyler, your Deuce Vodka cold performer of the week. Yeah, I really struggled one with one here. I had a really good week. Uh, not a lot negative happened in uh, my personal life. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to give it to the injuries that the Oilers are facing. Like, I mean, it sucks. Like, you want to see the team stay healthy all year. And the fact that all the injuries happen to one incredibly specific part of their lineup as well is, like, weirdly hilarious and unfortunate. So, all the injuries. Oh, death cold. Zach Lang, your Deuce Vodka Cold Perform of the Week. Well, Tyler took mine, and I don't have the time to think of another one, so I'm just going to go with the injuries, too. Oh, get cold. <laughs> Rick, your Deuce Same. Vodka Cold Performer of the Week. This goes to the NFL. You have all the eyes on you. You're playing three games on, on Thanksgiving, perhaps their biggest holiday of the year, and you put out the worst teams all the goddang time. You've got an opportunity. Utilize it. Put out the best. Fill up Monday with the best. And who gives a shit about Sunday? NFL, they're the cold performer. Go big. That's a joke. That's an absolute joke is what it is. How dare you disrespect my Chicago Bears? I was just mailing it in on the mailbag here on the, uh, the buttons here. Bag milk? I also thought we had some new buttons, but I guess we're... I think the they're the hot ones. ones, though. Or are you saving one for He's me? got one. He's got like... Oh, oh it looks like he might be saving one. got a good one. All right. So to earn this button, I'm going to tack on to what Dan said about the refs. My Deuce Vodka Cold Performer of the Week is I challenged myself to watch more hockey because just other teams outside the Oilers because I want to see legitimately if the refs are as bad in our games only or is this just a league-wide thing? And I was watching, I was thinking about a game specifically where I was watching the Lightning versus the Islanders. It was a complete trash pit. Nobody knew what was a call. Things that were getting called in the first period were not getting called in the third. And I think that inconsistency is the biggest problem with the referees in this league. So I'm going to say the inconsistencies of the refs and maybe even not calling the rule book. That is my Deuce Falca cold form of the week. You're as cold as ice. 
Oh, that's a good Some button. clear favoritism going on between <laughs> your, between Tyler and Bag Milk. Yeah, he suggested the button. Tyler oh, okay. knows how to butter that's my bread. That's fair. Tyler knows how to butter my bread. I know how to push your buttons. That's right. <laughs> Flipping the ledger, we're going to reverse the order. Deuce Fog, a hot performer of the week. Rick, I'm starting with you. Well, let's just give it to Philip Roberg. The guy got called up in emergency basis, and he looks like he's fitting in quite well. Um, yeah, you can't ask for much more than a guy right now, so Broberg. It's getting hot in here. Love that. Zach, you're next up. Deuce Vaca, hot performer of the week. My hot performer of the week is being back in the office with all of you guys. Oh. This Aww. is my first official day back in the office in like a year and a half, Aww. and it's been really nice. It is nice, isn't it? So it's us Love being it. here with you? Yeah. Aww. Pour it on! The real hot performer is the friends you make along the way. And I will say, just because Zach brought it up, chairs are in. TVs are up on the wall. Mm-hmm. We were watching some live sports before we started recording. Quality chairs, too, by the way. They're all good. nice. Check out that Joel Farabee goal if you get a chance. It's all good mm. stuff. Tyler, you're next up. Deuce Vodka, hot performer of the week. I am going with the Black Friday gear. That Nation gear dropped. It mm. was beautiful. It truly never disappoints. Zach is rocking one of the OG. Uh, I think that's one of the OG yep. Black yeah, Friday pieces yep. here. You're, you're rocking the toque bag milk as well. Um, it's always great. And this year, it did not disappoint. The big guy is smoking hot. Just since Tyler brought it up, if you want to get in on the Blackout collection, go to nationgear.ca. This stuff sells out. Before Monday. This stuff sells out, and it is limited time only. So if you're a procrastinator, you're going to miss out. I promise you. Every year, people say, bag milk, when is the Blackout stuff coming back on the Nation Gear store? And I say, listen, you are paying attention. It's a very high-pitched voice. You are paying attention. I told you it was going to run out, and it did. And now... Any order over 100 bucks, that's free shipping in Canada as well. Just use the promo code BLACKFRIDAY, nationgear.ca. Nation Dan, your Deuce Vodka Hot Performer of the Week. Uh, well, Connor and Lauren did another tour of their house this week. Mm-hmm. And this one was a little bit more in-depth, and, and it got its usual kind of nonsensical responses from people that comment on style when they've never taken a design course in their life. Uh, anyways. I thought his house looked cool as fuck, to be my honest. My guy and our guy, friend of the nation, Ryder, from Play 107 yes. FM yeah. did the so absolute best job Unbelievable. of oh, trolling, God. anti-trolling these people, showing off his Shea Lounge, which is just amazing. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, check him out on social media, Ryder FM. And uh, yeah, so Ryder, you get my Hot Performer of the Week for your defense of Connor McDavid and Lauren Kyle. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Feeling hot, hot, hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's so good. I love the new buttons. By the way, if you're listening to this and you have a suggestion for a hot and cold performer button, hit us up. We were we were talking about some new ideas before the podcast started. We need some new ones. Call so. the phone number and leave us a message. We have a phone number? Don't we have a phone number still? Voicemail. We have a real life inbox I haven't checked in eight years. Call the real life inbox. What is that? How do you get that again? Is that like spankbank.com or something like that? Whoa. Uh, No, I don't remember actually. (laughs) Speakpipe.com slash real life pod. See, I knew it was something weird. (laughs) All right, just to wrap this up. Deuce Vodka Hot Performer of the Week for me is tomorrow, November 27th, is our first nation viewing party in two years. I am so excited to have a room packed full of nation citizens again to get together. Dan's going to have some trivia. Tyler's going to be your romper Chuck. We're going to have prizes. We're going to have a pop-up shop. We're going to have all kinds of shit available for tomorrow's game. I'm super, super excited to get everybody together. We haven't been able to do it forever. It's a big part of the culture around Oilers Nation, and I'm really, really looking forward to it. So... My hot performer of the week is everybody that bought a ticket, everybody that we're going to hang out with tomorrow. This baby is sold out. Again, if you're procrastinating, I'm sorry. You can't get in. 
first nation viewing party in two years. Hot performer of the week. This is why I'm hot. I'm hot because I'm fly. You ain't because you not. Oh, Mims. Also, also, bonus one. I just saw this from Gene Principe. Chris Russell is two blocked shots away from setting the all-time career NHL record for blocked shots. God Absolutely. Damn. Legendary. He will pass Brent Seabrook. I don't know when they started counting this. Clearly to, not that Craig long What's Craig Ludwig's ago. number? I, I don't even see him on it. It's all just guys who played like recently. So I'm assuming oh. they just started counting blocked shots. Ludwig used to like I think it was melt in the his, 90s they started counting it. Craig Ludwig used to melt his shin pads so they'd flare out so they're like why does goalie pads? Wow. Gene Prince. <laughs> Anyways, Bay. good for him for finding that. It's a yeah. big brain shit right there. Russell is one, has 1,997 career block shots. He is behind only Brent Seabrook. Worth keeping an eye on. Duncan Keith, fifth on that list. We number one and two. By this is year. just further proof of the theory that I've been running with over the last few years is that when Chris Russell was a kid, when he was growing up, just getting to play hockey, he's like, Mommy, Daddy, I would like to be a goalie. And they're like, Do you have any idea how much goalie pads are? No. And he's like, But I really want to be a goalie, Daddy. And they were like, No. So now he's just become one in his own right. Sure. There you go. Sounded like a Giuseppe commercial. <laughs> That's a real life joke. From our friends at DoorDash, Oodle Noodle, Cornerstone Insurance, Deuce Vodka, oh, oh, Buster. Slow down, slow down, slow down. He's getting oh, ready. Oh, of course, yeah. We get Tyler Here, again. We'll give him a quick shout out to, to, uh, for a hot performer yep. to Panarin for throwing the glove at uh, Marchand. Just going to say that. There, there we go. go. Tyler's got the buttons going. From DoorDash, Woo. Oodle Noodle, Cornerstone Insurance, Deuce Vodka, and Buster's Pizza. I'm Bag Milk, Dan, Tyler, Rick, Zach. This is Oilers Nation Radio, episode 168. Huge game tomorrow. Can't wait to see a bunch of you at the viewing party. That's all for the week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Our Timmy Panarin. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.